Hi listeners, this is David. Welcome to episode 2 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. I will be using the World English Bible as it is in the public domain. In this episode, we will study about being an obedient hearer of God's Word. Let's get started. God's Word teaches that His Word will will not return to Him void, but will accomplish the purpose for which He sent it. That's found in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. However, the effectiveness of God's Word upon a person is affected by the openness that the hearer has to to hearing and obeying God's Word. Some people, when they hear God's Word, harden their hearts to resist God's Word. Have you ever tried to talk to someone who had already made their minds up? They are not open to listening to any views but their own. Or have you ever seen a person determined to follow a course of action, even though many are advising them not to take that path? Well, when we come to God's Word, we must come with a willing heart to obey God's Word. Our hearts and our wills, that is our volition, must be willing to obey what God's Word teaches. Jesus sometimes spoke in parables. We will look at two of these parables that relate to the issue of being willing to hear and obey God's Word. And we will also look at why Jesus spoke in parables. What is a parable? A parable is a comparison. It is when one thing is compared to understand something else. While Jesus' parables helps us learn about God, they are in fact geared to keep people unwilling to obey God from understanding what Jesus taught. Just as you would would not want to um, reveal all your secrets to bad people, so God reveals some things only to those willing to hear it. Our scripture passage for today is Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 21. In this passage, uh, the use of the pronouns he and him is, is all referring to Jesus Christ. The, uh, let's start with verse 4. When a great multitude came together and people from every city were coming to him, he spoke by a parable. The farmer went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell along the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock, and as soon as it grew, it withered away, because it had no moisture. Other fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Other fell into the good ground and grew and produced one hundred times as much fruit. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, What does this parable mean? He said, To you it is given to know the mysteries of God's kingdom, but to rest in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those along the road are those who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. But these have no root, who believe for a while, then fall away in time of temptation. That which fell among the thorns, these are those who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with cares, 
riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. Those in the good ground, these are those who with an honest and good heart, having heard the word, hold it tightly, and produce fruit with perseverance. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a container, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, that those who enter in may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be revealed, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Be careful, therefore, how you hear, for whoever has to him will be given, and whoever doesn't have from him will be taken away even that which he thinks he has. His mother and brothers came to him, and they could not come near him for the crowd. Some people told him, Your mother and your brothers stand outside desiring to see you. But he answered them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. That's from the World English Bible. This passage of scripture is teaching us that we are responsible not only for hearing God's word, but we are also to hear God's word with a heart willing to obey God's word, and then we need to obey God's word when we hear it. Otherwise, God's word will not benefit us, and we may in fact harden our hearts so that we will resist God's word. This passage also teaches us things that causes us to resist God's word, or causes God's word not to be effective in our lives. In the parable of the sower, God's word is the seed. There are four kinds of hearers described in the parable of the sower. These four kinds of hearers are 1. Unbelievers 2. Unestablished believers 3. Distracted hearers 4. Mature believers Let's look at the first group of hearers, the unbelievers. The unbelievers who do not believe and are not saved. In verse 12, Luke 8, verse 12 says, Those along the road are those who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart that they may not believe and be saved. Keep in mind in this study the meaning of the term heart in the Bible. In the Bible, the term heart refers to the source of one's thoughts, the source of volition, and the source of one's affections. Our volition refers to what we will and then choose to do. When the Bible says the devil comes and takes God's word from their hearts, it means that they quit thinking about God's word, or they choose not to respond to God's word, or they have no desire to obey God's word. Sometimes people count the cost and determine that while God's word might be true, it is inconvenient to how they want to live. They count the cost of coming to God and decide that they would rather hold on to their sins rather than turn to God. Or they may have sincere doubts because of their presuppositions about God. Maybe they have heard or been told that the Bible has errors and it is not trustworthy. I believe God's word is without error and it is trustworthy, but some do not. These people might be benefit from hearing Christian apologetics, which gives rational arguments about God's existence, rational arguments that God did in fact raise Jesus from the dead, factual data that the text of the Bible has been faithfully and accurately handed down. On the other hand, 
Many resist God because they love sin more than God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So some do not even hear God's word. That is why it is important for a church to faithfully and accurately teach God's word. The church above all places needs to be a place where God's word is clearly and truly taught. Otherwise, how can unbelievers have faith if they do not hear God's word? How can Christians grow if they do not hear God's word? How can Christians be protected from false doctrine if they don't hear the word of God accurately preached and taught? How can we obey Christ's command to make disciples if we do not teach others to obey what Christ taught? The second kind of hearer of God's word is the unestablished believer. Let's look at Luke chapter 8 verse 13, which says, Those on the rock are they who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, but these have no root, who believe for a while, then fall away in time of temptation. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 World English Bible. Just like a baby longs for milk, so new Christians need to long for God's word. And just like a hungry adult wants more than just milk for, for food, so the mature, growing Christian desires a deeper understanding of God's word because they long to please God. So these unestablished Christians receive God's word with joy. Perhaps they sincerely pray for God's salvation and their forgiveness for their sins, and they have a desire to love and worship God. However, they fail to take root. What does it mean to take root? The Bible uses two key analogies to talk about how to become a strong Christian. One of these is the word root, and the other is a foundation. These two terms are saying the same or similar thing in two different ways. A root keeps the plant in place so it will not be moved even when hard time comes. The same is true of, of a foundation. A house built on the sand will fall when storms come, and so will a plant without good roots. However, a root also has an additional meaning than just stability. It has the meaning of being attached to the source of nourishment. A plant's life is dependent on getting nutrients from the ground, and the source of that nourishment is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. See for example what Jesus says in John chapter 15. The concept of the root and foundation are also linked to another biblical term which the Bible affirms with various terms but can be summed up in the word established. A house built on a good foundation is established. A plant with good roots is established. The Bible teaches we need to be rooted and grounded in love. See Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. Also note that Ephesians 3, 14 through 19 is in fact a part of a prayer, so it is important to pray that God's love will increase in our hearts. Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, said in 1 Thessalonians 3, 8, For now we live, if you stand fast in the Lord. Standing fast is another way to say being rooted and established. Paul continues in verse 9, For what thanksgiving can we render to God for you, for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sakes before our God? 
night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and may perfect that which is lacking in your faith. World English Bible. Why did Paul want to see the people in Thessalonica? He wanted to teach them God's word so that they would be established in their beliefs and in their conduct. Paul continues in verse 11. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. May the Lord make you to increase and abound in love toward one another and toward all men, even as we also do toward you. To the end he may establish your hearts, blameless in holiness before our God and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. That takes us through verse 12 in the World English Bible. The effect of Christian doctrine, backed up with prayer and obedience, leads to an established Christian heart, not only in conduct, but since the heart also is the source of our thoughts, uh, will, and affection, those also become established. We are to be rooted and grounded in the Christian faith, which includes knowing true biblical doctrine and obeying the teaching of God's word. This involves knowledge of God's truth and obedience to God's truth. So although some accept God's word initially, they do not grow as Christians and wither away as plants in a garden not properly cared for. So the result of having no root is they fall away in time of temptation. So the first here is the unbeliever. The second here is the unestablished Christian. And the third here are those who are distracted. Being distracted can often be dangerous to yourself and others, such as being distracted when you're driving a car. Luke chapter 8 verse 14 says this about being distracted from God's word. That which fell among the thorns, these are those who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. World English Bible. So no matter how well you listen at church, no matter how well you listen to a Bible study, no matter how carefully you read God's word when you read it, as life goes on, as you go out and live during the week, you can still be distracted from God's word. Luke chapter 8 verse 14 says that cares are a source of distraction from God's word. This refers to things like worrying, anxiety, and stress. The duties of life can become so demanding that it's hard to find time for God to speak to us. We cannot neglect our responsibility to work for a living, to support ourselves and others, but we must be careful this does not rob us of time with God. We should go to God in prayer about our worries and our stress. See 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, which says, Casting all your worries on him, that is on God, because he cares for you. So we need to turn our worries over to God. Another distraction from God's word, being fruitful in our lives, is riches. Now you could be poor or rich and still be consumed with a desire for riches. You can become so consumed with your desire for riches that you take your focus off of God. The other distraction mentioned in Luke chapter 8 verse 14 is the pleasures of life. For many people who work Monday through Friday, three days of the week stand out for them. First of all, there is Monday. Monday is a hard day to get up for a whole work of week ahead of you. 
then there is Wednesday. Some call this hump day. Now you at least are over half done with the work week at the end of that day. Then there is Friday. That, that is a happy day because the weekend is near. So now, what do you look forward to on your days off from work? What do you hunger and thirst for on your days off of work? On your days off, are you so focused on pleasure, recreation, games, and partying that you have no time for God? If so, you are a distracted hearer. So one can be an unbelieving hearer, an unestablished Christian, or a distracted hearer, or can be number four, mature believers. Luke eight fifteen says, those in the good ground are those who, with an honest and good heart, having heard the word, hold it tightly and produce fruit with perseverance. So what are the characteristics of a fruitful hearer? First of all, they have a good and honest heart. These two words for good and honest are closely related and are hard to distinguish in meaning. They both refer to a good heart. However, one of them is more oriented towards what is proper and right, while the second word focuses more on quality of character and desires. How can a person have a good and honest heart? The Bible teaches that the tendency for man is not to have a good and honest heart, but rather the tendency is to have an evil heart. The Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and is exceedingly corrupt. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. The Bible says, The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. The Bible teaches that a clean heart can only come from God and God's power. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and God raised Jesus from the dead, those who believe in Jesus can ask for a clean heart. When a person is born again, God gives the sinner new life in Jesus Christ and baptizes that person with the Holy Spirit. See Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and Acts chapter 15 verse 8. Baptism is one of the words that means to wash. See Mark chapter 8 verse 4 where the Greek word for baptism is used for washing cups. The baptism of the Holy Spirit means that God washes clean the hearts of those who have faith in God and God gives them a clean heart. However, we need to continue to depend upon God for a clean heart. Remember the heart is the source of our thoughts, will, and affections. God wants to rule over our thoughts, will, and affections. Besides having a good and honest heart, a Christian fruitful in God's word holds God's word tightly. That means they do not want to let God's word go. They want to keep it and obey it. Paul says that those who believe in God's word will be saved if they hold firmly the word Paul preached Otherwise, their believing was in vain. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-2, Now I declare to you, brothers, the good news which I preached to you, in which also you received, in which you also stand, by which you also are saved, if you hold firmly to the word which I have preached to you, unless you believed in vain. When we look at the context of 1 Corinthians 15, 
verses 1 to 2, we see that the gospel to, to which they were to hold firmly was that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that Jesus was buried and he was raised from the dead according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve and then to over 500 brothers at once. Then he appeared to James and then to Paul. See 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. So fruitful hearers have a good and honest heart. They hold God's word tightly, and they produce fruit to maturity. Besides having a good and honest heart, holding firmly to God's word, we must also have perseverance if we are to grow in Christian maturity. That is, we won't give up in spite of pressures, in spite of stress, in spite of temptations. We stay faithful to God. The next portion of this passage in Luke is still on this topic of making God's word fruitful in our lives. Luke 8.10 points to the danger of hiding God's word. The Bible teaches we are to hide God's word in our heart so that we will obey God. See Psalm 119 verse 11. But Jesus is not talking of hiding God's word in our heart in Luke chapter 8. Rather, Jesus is talking about hiding God's word in disobedience. And Jesus is talking of not letting God's word function in our lives as God wants his word to function in our lives. Paul teaches in Romans chapter 1 that people hide God's word in unrighteous living. The words of Jesus in Luke chapter 8 verses 16 through 18. No one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a container or puts it under a bed but puts it on a stand that those who enter it may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be revealed nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Be careful, therefore, how you hear, for whoever has to him will be given, and whoever doesn't have from him will be taken away, even that which he thinks he has. World English Bible So how do we deal with God's word? Well, look at verses 16 through 18. This is the parable of the lamp and the basket. The light of God's word is intended to be heard and obeyed and not hidden. Some resist the light because their deeds are evil. In verse 18, we see that obedience leads to more light and disobedience leads to more darkness. Jesus is encouraging us that if we obey God's word, he will teach us more through God's word. So hearing God's word is not merely intellectual, but a spiritual battle as well. For example, intellectually, We may know that God wants us not to be bitter against someone. However, if we are not right with God, we will fail to see our own bitterness in our own hearts because we have resisted God's word. Finally, this passage about hearing God's word ends with a story of when Jesus, family, a brothers and sisters, and mother came to visit him. Jesus said that his family is those who hear God's word and do it. So the emphasis we end on here is that to be a part of God's family, we need to hear and obey God's word. I encourage you as you hear God's word to pray that he will reveal to you things he wants you to change in your life so that you will be able to be a good hearer and grow in Christian maturity and stay true to God to the end. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search 
the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Also check out on my uh, webpage uh, the book Established in Holiness. And always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.